The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking Trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Good morning, America. Sorry, good morning, Australia, and good evening, America. You're listening to Radio Tony and your host, Tony Lantis. This morning, I just wanted to say that it's been another tough week. How's everyone else going? This whole coronavirus has certainly made life incredibly difficult on a number of fronts. Uh, So for me, managing a chronic illness has made it particularly tough. So uh, I need a particular script and it hasn't arrived, which means my husband has to drive an hour and a half to go and pick it up from Southport, which is north of the Gold Coast. So all those little things combined make it a little difficult at the moment. So lovely listeners, Letting, let me know how you're doing today and let me know what's going in your, on in your neck of the woods. What's happening? Are you still in lockdown? Some of us are being allowed out in various stages. So in Australia, our virus status is pretty good. Low numbers, low death rate. And so they're starting to open up uh, our ability to get, re- get recreation and to do things that we might like to do. So, for instance, go for a picnic in the park. That said, it will be interesting to see in a couple of weeks' time how that is affecting us and what we do, Um, whether that will show a spike in virus numbers or what that will look like. So for the rest of you, I just wanted to know how you're doing. I spoke to a lovely couple yesterday in New York and uh, one of the the husband of the team is a firefighter and he's still been going backwards and forwards to work and he commented that it was still business as usual for them. However, it was much quieter and easier to get around because there was reduced uh, traffic. His wife had been able to continue mostly what she does uh, online. And I had a wonderful chat to them about the power of loving meditations, which is their company. And, oh, pardon me, they produce a range of meditations and calming music that helps with people to stay calm and particularly at this time it's important to remind ourselves how to stay calm so today we're going to be talking to show sponsor tracy horton uh, again and our topic for the month on radio training is going to be mental health why it's important what you can do to manage it and conversations about the statistics around mental health and why we should be taking it more seriously, why we should be investing in our own mental health and why it's important to do those things. Our topic today will be anxiety, which is a huge problem across the world. A 2017 study estimates that there are 792 million people with a mental health disorder. And it's estimated that 
275 million of those people suffer from anxiety-based disorders. So that's around 4% of the global population. And this is around, uh, and that represents around 62% of the female population compared to uh, 38% of the male population. So that's around 170 million women suffer from an anxiety-based disorder. So Maddie, I've been caught all right, I guess, and Pam says stir-crazy. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of stir-crazy people out there. Hello, James. How are you today? James says, I think people are going stupid and making people crazy. It's a symptom of the virus. This does not give anyone the right to treat people worse than normal. Absolutely, James. I've seen some of the worst human behavior I've ever been subject to Um, and I know my gorgeous uh, technician rebel has had a torrid time with people who have nothing better to do than complain about the state of things Um, and that's not okay like it's not okay in normal life it's particularly not okay when there is a virus that's causing us to change the way we think and do life and that's not anyone else's fault except the goddamn virus so today i want you to think about being a little kinder and a little nicer to the people around you and on that note we're going to pop onto a short break and play a song and when we come back we'll have tracy joining us live over to you rebel radio tony bringing social consciousness this time every thursday evening live from the gold coast australia on w4wn Queen 
Somebody like when somebody's mean. Where do you hide? Radio Tony, difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty, is the new book from Australian author Tony Lontis. Available in paper, ebook, and audio formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Available for download now through all good online retailers and in all good bookstores. Welcome back. You're listening to Radio Tony and your host, Tony Lontis, today. Uh, our song this morning was from Kelsey Ballerini called Homecoming Queen, and that was Tracy's Choice. So before we went to the break, we were just talking about how people are going in this coronavirus situation and lots of people going stir-crazy and some of the comments from our lovely listeners. And thank you for listening live on uh, today to Radio Tony commenting on some of the bad behaviours and the treatment of other people. And I have to say, there's some really not-so-nice behaviour going around the world at the moment, and I just encourage you to, above anything else, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Now, we have the gorgeous Tracy Horton on the line again today. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Tony. How are you, darling? I'm good. I've been looking forward to talking to you live on the radio all week, and I'm so glad you're here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, actually. Yep, I'm doing okay. That's good. That's good. So, as I've said to the listeners, uh, this month of May is Mental Health Month, and it's also going to be Mental Health Month on Radio Tony. And Tracy and I both have lots of personal experience and working experience around mental health um, in lots of different facets. And today we thought we'd talk about anxiety. So, Tracy, what would you like to start? How would you like to start this conversation? What's your thoughts on anxiety as the mental health condition we want to talk most about today? Oh, Tony, I'm so glad you wanted to start with this because I actually believe most mental health issues come from anxiety. Yeah. I think it's actually the unspoken bedrock of what occurs within our society that creates our mental health issues because we live in an anxious time yeah we really do even take away coronavirus we're still living in anxious times because we've really disconnected with a lot of good basic humanitarian behaviors such as knowing your neighbors um, your neighbours watching out for your place when you're on holiday, you watching out for theirs, um, you know, if somebody's not well, passing around, you know, some money and helping people out. Like we've become, we've become, strangely enough, Tony, we've had yep. more opportunity to connect and we've become the least connected we've been in over 100 years. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Uh, I think part of that is is the uh, fast-paced world we seem to live in Uh, it seems to get busier and we seem to try and pack more into our lives I know for myself the older I get and one of the things about being in lockdown it's caused me to look at everything I do and completely wipe out a whole heap of stuff that I was almost forcing myself to do because I thought it was the right thing and really looking hard at uh, some of the things that are not needed in my life and of course as you know Tracy I suffer from anxiety so I'd gotten myself to a point where I was so anxious about everything and in realizing that I realized that I needed to look at my life really differently and take away all the things that I thought I should do and bring them back to basics again which is tough isn't it Oh, it's There's huge. like the pressure. It's huge, Tony. It's huge. And you know what? Well done for you for doing it because, you know, in America, there's something like 40,000 people that suffer from anxiety. 
in Australia, it's like half our half our population. Yeah. One in two people are on medication for anxiety. And it breaks my heart because it's solvable. And you know me, if I can fix something, Tony, that's my heart, I want to fix it. Yeah. And I and I just think it's it's so difficult because you know it's just this deep seated worrying about yeah. things that aren't aren't always even gonna happen. It's just this yeah. real concern to be worrying about something and that comes from stress and it comes from overwork and it comes from the need to keep up it comes from the need to have two cars two mortgages make sure the kids are in the right school you know like it's all compacting on people and my heart breaks for them yeah I that competitiveness is something that um, I know I've struggled with in comparing myself to other people when you there's no need you're unique you're your own person you don't have to compete with anyone and you don't have to be the same or have the same things it's it's about that discovering what works for you and sticking to it absolutely hard when we're bombarded from uh, social media and TV and the pressure to have this big successful life and again Tracy and I've had this conversation I've been redefining what success looks like for me and for me that's a quieter life number one is the joy that I get from doing Radio Tony so that's something that I very much want to keep going. And even if I'm only talking to a few people a week, if I am doing that, that lights up my soul and helps with the anxiety. So, Tracy, in your view, what do you see anxiety presenting like in people's lives? The interesting thing about anxiety is it can show up very subtly. And I think that that's why a lot of us miss it and it escalates. Because it can show up as a bit of sleeplessness, it can show up as a bit of agitation, you're a bit off your food, your stomach's churning, you can't quite place how why you feel like that, something changed at work and all of a sudden you're just uncomfortable there. Um, you know, sometimes it's a, dis- a, a disruption to your daily life and and all of that shows up and it shows up normally very gently and yeah. we have been conditioned in America and and Australia, we are Eastern cultured. So we have been conditioned that when that stuff shows up, we don't question it, we suppress it. We act like it's not happening because that's what decent, strong people do. But I'm not, I'm not of that elk. I am all about yelling out really loud how to change this because when that shows up, that's your moment to pause and check and check in because it's only going to escalate to the point where literally you could become ill from it, literally physically ill. Yeah, I don't know that people realise that it can be a very debilitating uh, thing to have uh, anxiety to such a point that it impacts on your lives. And Tracy talked about um sleeplessness and off your food it can interfere with your job performance your schoolwork your relationships it can include restlessness irritability difficulty concentrating nausea dizziness lots of things can be linked to an underlying issue with anxiety so just some comments coming through this morning um Earlier we were talking about the behaviour of people and Nancy said, I've been hearing people are treating others wrongly. Ivy says, hard to keep up good graces in this time. Harper says, but people are getting worse as this goes along. Harper, I, yes, I think people are, as uh, one of our earlier guests said, going stir crazy. Um, Tiny wants to know, how would you know if you have this or are in this situation? Would you like to answer that for Tracy? Well, I actually think we all have it from time to time. I think anxiety is actually one of the conscripts of our life now um, because of how we're living. And so I think it's not a case of how would you know. I think it's a case of, okay, let's check in and see 
whether it's functioning right now. And I think that that ability to really just check in with yourself and I always, always say to my clients like this, just sit quietly. It doesn't matter if you've got a beer in your hand or a coffee. It doesn't matter if it's in your office or at home. It doesn't matter if you're mowing, you know, whatever you're doing, just make sure you just can sit down for a minute and just really write down the top three things that are bothering you. And if you do that every week for three weeks and those top three things never change because something bothers us every day, right? One week it's the paycheck that hasn't come in. The next week it's the kids. One week it's the neighbours or your mum or your dad. You know, they've had a fall. Like we have stuff that worries us. But if in three weeks those three things don't move, they are causing you anxiety whether you understand it or not. And it started. And you need to just look at really seriously at how you can think about what is what are they and how can you change them because sometimes the easiest way to let anxiety release in your life is understanding you can't change it yeah yeah the acceptance so for example the the whole coronavirus situation at the moment that's actually not something we can change absolutely like, not there's no. nothing we can do about it no. it is what it is Yes, and I think for people, it's 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 a double whammy the coronavirus because we've got this fear of being ill. We've got this fear of health, and every human knows that we all go after wealth until our health kicks in. You yeah. know, we have this whole thing. We're all about money until we get sick, and then it's all about health. And as you get older and you do core value workshops with people, it always moves to health. At around 50, their top core values health because yeah. their body starts talking to them. You and yes. I both know that, Tony. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> it talks loud some mornings. Yeah, really loud some mornings. <laughs> so we've not only got this health scare, but for the first time in a lot of people's lives, they have seen the power and the ability that the government has to transform their life on a decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, here here in America and, and in Australia, we've both seen our government say, hey, guess what? You're staying home. Yeah. No, no, sorry. You can't argue about this. You can't negotiate. If you're not in health or in food, you're home. And yeah. I think that that's undercur the undercurrent to that's been quite anxious for people because yeah. – you know, we all thought we were living in democracies where we could do whatever we wanted, but the reality is that the government still has a fair amount of control in a democracy, and so I think there's been a lot of that going on for people too. There's, I know for um, Americans there's lots of protests going on at the moment about being locked up, and from my perspective, that demonstrating about being locked up is a result of anxiety about something greater than what this is. Uh, Lockup is simply about protecting humanity. It's nothing else, I don't think. What do you think, Tracy? Like, it's just about protecting the masses of people. Oh, for sure. That's all it's about. But there's this huge undercurrent that the longer we stay home, the more we are affected economically. Yes. And for somebody like America that is actually a first world superpower, that's a very real conversation. Yeah. Because, you know, our governments have to put us back to work. I mean, as you know, here in Australia, all the shops have opened up today. Now, yeah. Tony, it's a no-brainer. They've opened up because it's Mother's Day next Sunday and it's yes. the highest-selling retail day of the year. It beats yes. Christmas. Mother's Day does more retail sales in Australia than Christmas. So it's yeah. no wonder they opened up today. It, yeah. It's just it's a no-brainer because they've got to get that money circulating. Yeah. And it, and it is that balance between keeping an economy going and keeping uh, people safe and healthy and as I said earlier it will be interesting to see what happens with uh, numbers after these initial lockup and opening up uh, happens because uh, if if we don't get spikes in cases that means we've managed to control community transmission which is a wonderful thing but the other alternative is that there may be a spike which means we go back into lockdown and from my perspective I think that will be harder for people to manage than the initial lockdown what do you think Trace oh for sure the the sure 
For sure it is. And and I think I think what people are really saying to the government is 90% of us are sensible. 90% yes. of us can go to the shops today and not touch other people. We can social distance. We, yes. under, we understand, okay, so now my granddaughter needs some shoes or something. You know, we're, not, we're still not hanging around and congregating. But the 10% are always going to break the rules. And, yes. and those people were gonna, are going to spread it anyway. And, and that's yes. why I think there's this, this undercurrent of can people stop telling us what to do and let us, let us just work this out for ourselves because and 10% is a lot now with this coronavirus because it's yes, a nasty it virus. It's a, it's a really big thing. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter re- returns that people have, got, people have got to get out. We're created for community. We're created to function. And, and being at home creates a lot of anxiety for people, yeah. especially if home, like you and I both know, Tony, we have a big congregation of friends now that yes. are single, yes. that are single in their 50s and those women are very lonely yes. and very anxious being on their own and not being allowed because we to can't, we haven't been able to do our girl lunches and our girl coffees and our and our catch-ups and yes we can talk on the phone and talk on uh, our zoom calls but it's not the same is it no and my husband he's a builder and he works he works and he's still working because uh, they're on smaller sites with just a couple of people but one of yep. the things paul loves to do is play golf on a friday afternoon He's got a set of mates that he plays with and then they sit at the clubhouse and they have a couple of beers. You know, that's a huge stress relief for Paul. That will keep his anxiety levels really balanced. He can't do that. And that's been a real – I've noticed he's become become really despondent because – you know, that's that's one of the few things as a guy he had that was his great thing to do. And, you know, here in Australia – the local pub is a big deal, and I think that while we can talk about alcoholism and other stuff, which is a big, you know, big issue on its own, there's still that whole camaraderie of people being able to meet and being able to socialise and being able to see that life exists outside of them. And it's also a key that connection, human connection, is also a key to dissipating some of the anxiety in our in our lives. Because I know when you and I catch up for coffee, we have wonderful conversation, and it just brightens and lifts uh, my my mood and the way that I feel about life and everything. When I've had a a, a Tracy catch up or any of my other friends, I've had a physical one on one catch up and we haven't been able to do that for at least a couple of months and um i know that 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 makes me a little anxious to begin with that i haven't been able to have those outlets and we've been stuck um, my husband and i in our beautiful little house but the two of us together 24 hours a day for almost three months now and i'm actually quite um chuffed that we've managed to do that with very you know, we've had a few little um, uh, discussions and a few little cranky words here and there, but for the most part, we've managed to do it. I'm pretty proud of that today. And it's the same in Tracy's household as well. It's just predominantly Tracy and her husband. Um, And being stuck in one spot and not being able to do things, that in itself raises uh, anxiety and gives our minds the opportunity to focus on fear and worry, whereas if we're out and about, that tends to be less so. It's lessened by the fact that we're going out and about and doing different things. Yeah, Being stuck for sure. At home yeah, for it sure. Intensifies that anxiety. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. So Delia says the US is turning into a third world country with communism. Delia, I and watching the US from a distance and it does really concern me. I feel for the American people as a whole and um, I wonder if America as a whole sees what sees itself as we see it. So we're both Tracy and I are on the outside looking in at America and we see the things that are happening and the things that are being reported. And of course I talk to Americans lots of the time and there is such a concern for the country that doesn't seem to be making it up to the higher echelons of 
of power over there. So there's an underlying anxiety about what America will look like going forward and how they will survive and do you lots of anxiety around uh, what America will look like, what the economy will happen. Um, he says if we let people out and it breaks, more people will be scared into submission and all rights will be lost in all countries. Yes, he's, that's absolutely a possibility um, and we are yet to see what that might look like. Beth says, uh, can't you meet at a park or a bench or a table with distance? Well, Beth, in Australia, we haven't been able to do that because we've been uh, confined to groups of two people in the same family. So, no, we haven't been able to go and meet with our friends, uh, even if it's outside or at a distance. We've been effectively told to stay home unless we're going to the doctor, the hospital, getting medication or shopping for groceries. Cammie says, do you feel it is worse to be stuck together or stuck apart? We, There are many that can't be together at all. And James says, apart is much worse. Yes, James, I know it would be terrible to be apart from your loved ones. Um, Tracy, you can answer this too. I have actually just... I have missed my uh, grown kids and my grandson so much and my daughter actually brought my grandson down last weekend and we managed to e explain as much you, as you can explain to an almost four-year-old that he can't go near Nana and he has to keep this great big distance between Nana and Poppy, that he can't go upstairs into the house and that we will go downstairs and walk two metres apart from him while we go down to the creek and while we go and look at the goats. And the poor little man, I don't think he understood. He just wanted to run up and hug Nanny and Poppy and he couldn't. So those things are really hard. And, and how have you been managing that stuff? Um, and I could see the anxiety in his little four-year-old face trying to work out why he couldn't physically touch Nana. And we spent a lot of time telling him, how much we loved him and how much we wished that we could cuddle him and that one day we would be able to cuddle him and that it was going to be okay. What about you, Tracy? Because you've got lots of wonderful grandchildren. Yes, I've got nine of them. And <clears throat> eight of them understand, but I have an mm -hmm. autistic grandson, as you know. And yes. I, I chose to break the rules with him. I yes. chose to continue touching him. So yes. he, when his family come over and we go for a, just a walk around the block to just see each other, I hold his hand, he gives me a kiss. But for Dominic, at six years of age, with the level of autism that he has, it would be much more unhealthy yes. for me to withdraw from him because other than his parents, I'm his first sort of primary caregiver. Um, yeah. I have a fair amount to do with Dominic. And... Because Dominic is on natural medications to help with the autism, he has been unable to keep up with those because of oh. you can't drive across the border now to buy them and stuff. So he's really struggling a little bit with, with some behaviours that are coming in. So rather than have Dom escalate and throw a massive tantrum and, and us all end up really wedged, because his mum's quite quite stressed homeschooling yes. him because he's not he's not very good at compliance. I actually made a choice to break the rule and suffer the consequences. I am staying at home as much as I can, so I'm very confident that I'm healthy. Yes. I'm very confident I haven't been in contact with anyone with COVID-19. Dominic is six years of age. He's in a very low category. Um, yeah. And for him, I just made that choice, Tony. And people can judge me all they like. The point I'm making today is with anxiety, Yes. You have to make those calls on a case-to-case yes. -case basis. So right. his his sister's five. She understands. She calls it the Karina virus. And she, <laughs> and she puts up her elbow and goes, Karina to your nana. And we laugh about it. But for yes. Dominic, he could not understand. Not being able to hold my hand and go for a walk around our block outside in fresh air, because in Australia we've still got very beautiful weather right now. Um, would would devastate him and it would just escalate our whole our whole family issue so that was a choice that I made I believe I've been really mature and sensible about it but here's the thing when it is your anxiety and your life and your situation you have to make a call based on what sits with you 
yes. and what is right for you. Because yeah. not being, because I normally see Dominic every day for a little part of the day because that's what suits him. So not seeing him for seven days and then just seeing him on a Sunday afternoon for a couple of hours, that's already really difficult for all of us. It's really different. Oh, so for me okay. to not worry about my daughter, not worry about him, we've we've just adapted. And I think that that's really important to give yourself permission, not not even around COVID-19, just around life, to, to make adaptions when you need to yes. so that your life is working for you. Exactly. And I, I would have to agree with you. It took immense amount of strength not to uh, give Archer a huge hug. And I'm, I'm watching and seeing what the community transmission rates are like and then I think we will just go back to that you know he needs um, Nana and Poppy's hugs that's important to him that helps him with his anxiety and 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 he's not um, autistic but he has had some of the biggest tantrums uh, and it's just simply he doesn't understand and that's how he displays his anxiety is with his tantrums. Yeah. So I wonder with um, there's lots and lots of families that have the challenge of autism in their kids and it must have it must be such uh, an anxious time for those parents because they haven't been in school and a lot of the time them being in school and that routine is is helpful in managing their anxiety and and their autism isn't it Tracy oh for sure absolutely because we all get really comfortable with routine yes. because it's it's scaffolding that we can attach to. And when that's taken away, like I said last week, we become extremely vulnerable. But yeah. when you have a mental illness like autism, you don't comprehend vulnerability. It, it's not – Dom isn't big in emotions. He has two emotions. He's happy or he's escalated. He doesn't have a lot in between. He's very black and white. It's either good or it's bad. It's now or or never, you know. Um, And so we've had to work with that. And I've learned a lot from that. And in some ways, I think autism has this incredible gift in in the fact that if we could all be a little bit more like that, I know for me... When something happens and I can feel myself getting anxious, I catch myself in these old loops of, you know, just sweep it under the rug, leave it alone, Tracy, it's going to sort out. Whereas if I had a bit more of Dominic where it's like, hang on, is this right for me or not? And if it's not, it's gone. You know, like it would really be working much better for all of us. (laughs) It it would work if we could just say, no, that doesn't work for me get rid of it no that person's not resonating with me I don't want to talk to them Uh, that's much harder to do as an adult isn't it whereas kids are pretty good at that even uh, kids without the challenge of autism they're pretty good at no don't like that no don't like that we lose it somewhere as we head into our adult lives and because we're not listening to those things that's what creates and worsens the anxiety, I think. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, anxiety then can turn into phobias, OCD, PTSD. Um, No, they've proven that people with depression, 94% of them started with anxiety undiagnosed. Yes. Had, Had they worked through the anxiety issues, they would not have escalated to depression. And the other... I would absolutely agree, Trace. Yeah, so I'm so glad that we're sort of talking about this today because, like I said at the beginning, it is, it's the actual mental health issue that if we could get our heads around it and we could learn how to protect ourselves from it, we could cut off a lot of the others that end up escalating. Agreed. And mental health, our mental health is so important. It's a fundamental part of our lives and your mind and the health of your mind is linked to so many physical things and has been shown that it is a precursor for lots of nasty physical diseases that manifest because we haven't looked after our mental health. For sure, for sure. 
Absolutely, because what happens is we we exhaust our cortisol, we exhaust yes. our amygdala, and we yep. end up with adrenal fatigue, and that's when all your hormones go out, that's when your gut health is unbalanced, and it's just a slippery slope from there. Yeah. So when we talk about mental health, it's incredibly important. If you could keep your your mind in a healthy state, you would there would be lots less physical illness uh, in your life. And um, I know for uh, for instance, my rheumatoid uh, arthritis, uh, one of the precursors for uh, the development of rheumatoid arthritis, and they can't, they don't know why it's triggered. There's a there's a little bit of a genetic component, but one of the things that has been researched and scientifically demonstrated is that anxiety and depression can trigger rheumatoid arthritis in people that have a ge- genetic uh, predisposition predisposition yep. to it. So. For myself, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of work on my my mind and my brain and the way that I think. Uh, but it's still, I still know that there are moments when I'm still anxious, when I still suffer from uh, depression, and I know when those moments are because my rheumatoid misbehaves itself. So again, there's that link between your mind and your physical health. So if we uh, and one thing about the virus is that in Australia, I'm not sure if it's happening in the US, but in Australia, there's been lots and lots of money given to looking after our mental health. And in speaking about mental health, this whole time has shown up the amount of dysfunction in our mental health sphere across Australia increases in suicide, increases in domestic violence and all of those things that are at the base, mental health issues. Absolutely. And I think I think one of the reasons I really love being on your show and, and talking about all of this, and as you know, I've got a very current personal story, which I'll probably yes. share with your readers next week, yes. is that the people who we really need to be worried about are all the strong people that don't reach out. It's the people that are high-functioning, they're paying their mortgage, they're still driving their cars, they they understand the system's overworked, so they're not going to buy into it, and they are sitting at home, they're starting to get brain fog, they've got energy issues, they've got lightheadedness, they're craving sugar and salt, they're not sleeping, you know, they've got all of these things going on and they're still pushing through, they're still denying it, they're still just saying, I'll be okay, I can do this, just talking to themselves. But in actual fact, those are the ones that need to stop and say, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Well, how about you just rest more? Yes. Light exercise. So if you're suffering from anxiety, you can't do strong exercise because that's going to give you more adrenal fatigue. Um, So you have to just do light exercise. You know, sometimes they say get a pet, get a new project, get something to take your mind off it because you have to get those happy hormones rising so that your creative hormones so that you can stop and think, well, hang on, I can't do anything about the divorce. You know, I can't do anything about my parents that live in another country and are ailing. I can't do anything about the redundancy. I can leave my job. I I can sell one of the cars and take some pressure off, you know, so they can start to think really logically about, okay, what can I do? Because here's the thing, Tony, at the end of the day, if you have mental illness, if you've got mental health that you're fighting to hold on to and keep straight, that is a really tough life and you're not living it to your fullest. And my goal in life is that people would just embrace their own lives and live it to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay to say, I'm feeling really anxious. It's okay to say, I'm feeling depressed and down in the dumps. It's okay to admit that. But then, okay, so what can I do to help myself? Maybe it's going to see 
a professional counsellor a counselor or a therapist. Maybe it's working with wonderful people like Tracy who has lots of programs and one-on-one uh, work that will help you get a grasp of what's going on and, and change the things that you can change because none of us uh, are in a spot where there's nothing we can do. There is always something you can do and sometimes it's the smallest things. So it's the smallest practices like I am going to meditate for five minutes every second day and it's about uh, what that grows into as you because when you start something new it's hard and when you are admitting that you are anxious or depressed you need to sit with that for a little while and think okay so what does that mean for me okay so I'm anxious and that means that I'm snapping at my kids because I'm anxious and worried about our financial situation. So perhaps you can't do anything about the financial situation, but when you feel like you want to snap at the kids or snap at your husband, take a deep breath, walk outside, do something different. And it's those tiny little changes and tiny little uh, efforts and goals that will help you in the long run. Tracy, what sort of things do you recommend for people dealing with anxiety and anxiety at the moment okay so the first thing is when you when you listening to this or you start to think hang on I remember Tracy saying if this list doesn't change for three weeks there's some anxiety around it then the first thing everybody should do is have someone they can talk to and I really I really want our listeners to understand it doesn't have to be your spouse like for me, I have this beautiful human that I'm married to and he's a divine man, but his attitude is if I can't fix it for Tracy, I don't know what to do with it and sometimes I just need to talk something out and I need to talk it out at length so I work out my own answer and he's a man of few words and if he can't help me fix it, he gets a bit frustrated with that conversation. So I actually have women like you, Tony, that I have lunch with. And so have somebody in your life, have somebody, a sibling, a a spouse, a friend, whoever it is. And if you cannot have somebody, if you just are too tightly enclosed to do that, if that's not how you live, then my suggestion is find a podcast that suits you. Get on Facebook and start looking for people like Tony and myself that do lives and educate and tell you what to do. You know, get some information into you. It doesn't have to look like sitting down and sharing your heart. Just have someone who's always able to say, you okay, mate, you don't seem okay. Yeah. Because we need to have people. And then my, I think everybody should be on vitamin B12, magnesium. You know, it's those two are really good. You should watch your diet. Diet's a huge thing because, like I said, high anxiety, you will crave sugar and salt, which is pretty much the combination of any fast food. That's um, right. You know, but then what that does is it just creates this real imbalance in your body. Um, but more importantly, just remember just remember there's always an answer. There is. I I had a lady come to me this week and she was struggling with paying off her Amex bill. And she'd got it, it was a seven grand and, you know, Amex, you've got to pay it in one month or they wipe or, you know, you can't use the card. And she'd gone into COVID-19. She had lost pretty much her income and, and so she'd drawn down her super of 10 grand but she needed to use about seven of it. So I said to her, make a phone call and ask them if they'll write the debt off for three. Just Mm. tell them because in the middle, in the middle of COVID-19, when nobody's able to pay the bill, you're going to look pretty amazing. And she rang them and they took it. Oh, my God. And what you don't understand is if somebody's giving you a hard time because you've overextended, be really honest about it. Sorry I've overextended. I'll now need a payment plan and you now need to back off. Like I think we just get so caught up in letting people double down on us. But in actual fact, in every country in the world, there's ombudsmen, there's people you can go to. Yes. You know, there's things you can say, there's things you can do, there's things you can change. And and just make sure you understand you will always hold the power. Yeah, and agreed. Um, 
some of those, it's, you do need to stand up for yourself or people will walk over you. And when you're in that space of anxiety, you don't feel very strong, but you need to remember that you can say, okay, no, enough. Um, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm offering. You have the control. And before we run out of time, which I just looked at the time gone, oh my goodness, Beth wants us to know deep things to think about. And Heath said, this is a good show. Thank you, guys. We Thanks, are down guys. to our last minute. Uh, Tracy and I have completely talked right through the show, which is lovely. <laughs> I hope that we've been able to provide you with some uh, knowledge and understanding around anxiety and the things that you can do to help you yourself and help others if you don't suffer from anxiety you will know someone who does and your simple suggestion may be the thing that helps them in their time of need so as i said this is uh the mental health month of may we're going to be talking all mental health this week and i will have tracy on again next week when we'll be talking about depression i think we decided we were going to talk about yep um and thank you, everyone, for engaging and listening with us. We love your company on Radio Tony. Tracy, thank you for joining me live on the show today. And thank you to our awesome technician rebel who I know has had such a tough week. There's been tornadoes and power outages and all manner of stuff going on for her this week. And we love rebel dearly so thank you listeners thank you for those that chatted questions we'll join you all next week for radio tony bye for now love you all bye radio tony your safe space for tough conversations exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery radio tony a platform for the unheard radio tony with tony lontis author of resilience memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty radio 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 tony available now on amazon.com and in all good bookstores radio tony back next thursday from 7 p.m eastern standard time live from the gold coast australia Mom!